this is recording. All right. So, I don't know if anybody's watching this right now, or will watch this, but I'm going live on Instagram to, I'm doing an episode on my, or the next episode on my podcast, where you can find it at anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio Now. I highly encourage everyone to go check out my podcast. I talk about what most don't. I do have a series on Project Storm, which is an organization I started to help victims of abuse, uh, addiction recovery people, uh, suicide prevention, activists to reform family court system, change and reform the foster care system, prison system, and all ties together, and to change broken law codes, basically to help people uh, seek more justice. Um, but I also talk about other things like relationships and all kinds of stuff. I even have uh, bedtime stories for kids, so all kinds of stuff. Um, but on some of the episodes, I do suggest that uh, viewer and listener discretion is highly advised because I have a potty mouth on me. I'm sorry, but it's true. So I'm about to get into this. Um, I'm about to start recording my podcast in just a second. Um, right now, I'm just straightening out my Instagram live. I'm also recording, hopefully, I think it's recording. on my video camera which I'm going to be doing on my uh, it's going to go onto my YouTube channel Anna Taylor Radio channel um I can't even tell if anybody is watching this I'm not really sure but if not it's okay but I'm live anyway and um most of you know me as Anna Taylor, Anna Smith. Taylor's my maiden name. But since Smith is my legal name now, I'm Taylor is my media name now. So, I'm Anna Taylor Radio. Alright, let's get into this podcast. Here we go. Hello, I am Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio. Thank you for joining me. Um, we have a good episode today, which can help everyone in every relationship, whether it be an intimate relationship, whether it be a family relationship between parents and kids or whatever, friend, friendships, you name it. But it's about setting boundaries, okay? Everyone needs to set boundaries with themselves and with others because, you know, it's easy to get hurt. It's easy to be disrespected. Um, shame on those who do disrespect people, but they're out there and they do it. And, you know, in order to not be so hurt, you put up boundaries, you, you know, instead of walls, like, you know how people say, I have walls built. I have walls put up, right? Instead of putting walls up, which kind of block you from any good opportunities, set boundaries, boundaries. It's like a fence. It's like, you know, I'm going to protect myself from the dog on the other side of the fence but I'm gonna have the opportunity to maybe 
look over the fence sometimes and see if the dog is good, you know, and the dog might be a good dog. Who knows? It's just an example. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go over seven types of boundaries in a relationship. Um, some key factors uh, at setting boundaries, some examples of setting boundaries, um, boundaries that don't work, and uh, just all kinds of stuff today. So let's get into this. All right. Here we go. So hello, I'm Anna Taylor of Anna Taylor Radio. Thank you for joining me on this podcast episode on Anna Taylor Radio about setting boundaries. You can find my podcast if you'd like to listen at anchor.fm slash Anna Taylor Radio now. This podcast will be also uploaded to my YouTube channel, which is Anna Taylor Radio channel. You can find me on Facebook at Anna Taylor Radio. You can also find me on TikTok at Anna Taylor Radio now. And, uh, let's see where else uh, I have this Instagram live that I'm doing right now. So I believe it saves to my Instagram. So you can watch it there too. But, um, setting boundaries is a very important thing in a relationship. And this is with intimate partners or romantic partners, with family, with friends, with siblings, with coworkers, with bosses, with anybody. God set boundaries. Okay. Um, let me get into my notes here. Alright. So, seven types, of, these are just seven types of uh, examples of boundaries in a relationship. There is physical, sexual, financial, time, intellectual, emotional, and expectation. Okay? Um, these seven types of boundaries in a relationship information that I'm getting is from bonobology.com. So I credit them for their information in the articles that I'm going to be reading from. Um, so first, physical boundaries. Um, basically, are boundaries concerning your body, your personal space, and your physical needs and wants. Um, so exa one example, maybe you're not a big cuddler and your partner is or you know, your sister is, or whatever, and you're, you're just only being touched all the time, you know, and it's like, they're always touching you, and like, cuddling you, and give me a hug, and, you know, they need to respect your space and your body, because, you know, you don't like that, but you have to communicate, communication is key, especially when, you know, it comes to boundaries, because what do people know what your boundaries are if you don't tell them? Some boundaries, it's kind of obvious. It's like, some things are obvious. Like, don't cheat on your partner. That's obviously overstepping a boundary. Duh. You know, and, and it's kind of like obvious things. But, you know, some people just are oblivious to it, unfortunately. And some things, it's just like you don't know. You don't know that your partner doesn't like to cuddle that much, you know? Um, 
you can set a limit on PDA, like maybe uh, your spouse or significant other just loves to show you off in public and is just all over you, you know, and you're just like, whoa, back off, I need space, you know. Um, let's say you needed time alone and you're like, look, I need some time alone. I'm going to go in my bedroom and I'm going to sit and I'm going to meditate or something. And, um, I need some space. And then your friend or your boyfriend or girlfriend comes bursting in your room. Hey, that's breaking your boundary. Like, dude, I need space. I just told you that. Um, examples of physical boundary. So, basically, <laughs> one would be, uh, and these are just kind of in quotations. I don't like being touched or held that way. I feel tired. I need a break. I'm hungry. I will grab a bite now. I can't have XYZ in my living space. I'm allergic to it. Please knock before walking into my room. That's a good one. I don't appreciate being disturbed when I'm in the shower. That's also a good one. Don't bang on the door. Loud knocks make me anxious. I know people like me with PTSD, that would be for me. So another one, uh, let's move on to sexual boundaries. This is a serious one actually. Um, usually in the beginning of relationships, sex isn't often not talked about before it actually happens. Okay, um, it's kind of led up to and you need to know where your partner stands, your sexual partner stands with sex because what if you're monogamous and they're not and they're polyamorous not good right not good or the other way around um or let's say they want an open relationship and you don't you're a one man woman or a one woman man and you don't want your partner sleeping with other people like ew you know or it could be the other way around i don't want to sleep with one partner i want multiple partners you need to be on the same page you need to know where each other stands okay um this includes porn I've been there I've told my partner many times I mentioned it to him and I told him as a boundary I said you know I don't mind watching porn but we have to do it together you're not gonna do it behind my back because I feel like he's you know if you're not gonna be paying attention to me or more attention to me and you're paying more attention to porn and other women not cool dude not cool and it's happened several times. I don't like it. It pisses me off. And he wants to justify his actions, right? <sighs> no, 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 no. You're overstepping a boundary because you make me feel uncomfortable. You make me feel like I have to compete with other women who are are or are not real um, on television who look absolutely perfect and probably aren't. Either way, you know, it's like I have to compete with that? No, I'm not competing with shit. Well, you're just jealous. So what if I'm jealous? And besides, no, I'm not jealous. I'm territorial. Jealous is being upset and wanting something you don't have. Being territorial is being upset and, ha and wanting something that is already yours. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't sharing shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you gotta be on the same page. Um, and once you are, especially with the sexual boundaries, sex is so much better. Honestly, I mean, really, like, real talk. Um... Partners should share their fantasies and desires. 
I've been there. I've asked my partner, what turns you on? What doesn't turn you on? What kind of women are you attracted to? You know, what do you like? What do you not like? He just shuts me out, ignores me, beats around the bush, doesn't answer my questions, won't answer me. How does that help me please you? I want to please you. Why are you not telling me what pleases you? You know, is it embarrassment? Like, I, I, it's like you're in a judge-free zone right now and we're being open and honest about each other's fantasies and desires. You know what I mean? You have to be able to open up to each other, period. And either way, even if you do open up to each other, you cannot help hold anything against anybody. Because if, let's say, they have a fantasy that you're like, <gasps> like, I want a threesome or something. And, you know, the other partner's like, what? You know, you're not going to be with another girl? No way. Well, it's their fantasy. You know what I mean? You can't help that. You know, it doesn't mean that they're going to fulfill it. But, you know, it's whatever. Um... So, oh, here's another thing with sexual boundaries, okay? And this is huge. This is really huge. So you gotta listen up on this one. People who have a traumatic sexual past, whether rape, molestation, you know, childhood traumas, I have that myself, okay? And I have to feel comfortable with the person I'm with and trust them fully um, to be with them sexually. And they have to make me feel good and not like a piece of meat. And not disrespect me or disrespect my boundaries you know and especially people with past trauma sexual abuse things like that you better respect their boundaries or else because that just makes you a shit ass person seriously don't don't disrespect people like that but here's some examples of sexual boundaries in a relationship some quote unquote I'm not enjoying this let's try something different do you want to have sex right now would you like to try a new position experiment with a new technique? I don't want to have sex right now. Can we cuddle instead? I'm not okay with unprotected sex. This hurts. It's uncomfortable. Stop. You have to respect those boundaries. Okay? The next one is financial boundaries. Um, so, and... I'm guilty of this. I borrow money from my boyfriend all the time, but I pay him back. Don't borrow from people that you can't pay back. This is from anyone. And they're constantly borrowing money, asking for money, and they never pay you back. Okay? Yeah, it gets annoying even if they do pay you back. I know my boyfriend gets annoyed. He's like, God, you're borrowing money again. But God dang, to me, it's like, I'm paying you back, so what's the big freaking deal? You got the money. Be generous. Don't be stingy. Help me out here. Have my back right but at least I pay him back though but the ones that don't pay back I mean it can really put a hole in your pocket you know what I'm saying they're like hurting you financially because they're taking your money you know and it's like kind of high maintenance bullshit don't take people's money if you can't pay back and if the person who you're borrowing money from says no respect that boundary I'm guilty of this I'll admit that there's been a few times where my boyfriend said no, and I'm like, why? Like, you have the money, you're getting paid back, what's the big deal? But here's the thing, he's allowed to say no. It fucking sucks for me, you know, and it really would help me out. But he has the right to say no, and I know that, and I respect that, so. 
Um, so if let's say you have assets like a car, house, personal belongings, um, that should all be addressed. Uh, drawing a line in the sand about hard-earned money and other assets is among the most normal boundaries in a relationship and shouldn't be frowned upon at all. So like if you're in a relationship, especially if you're not married, but you're in a committed relationship, let's say you're living together, so you're living kind of like you're married. Um, you know, if you put, if you bought that house, that's your house. If they bought that car, that's their car. That's not your car. And if you go half and half on things, you have to make an agreement on, well, if we, if or when the time comes, if we were to split up, who gets what? So then and there, make an agreement. Well, I'll pay for my share. So let's say you have a TV you bought together. I mean, like me and my boyfriend, we have, we have a huge TV that we bought together, right? We went in half and half. I think I paid two forty, he paid two forty, or something like that. So we need to make the agreement of either a, if you know you leave or whatever, we break up. I get the TV. You lose out on your two forty. Like, well, I paid half for it. Well, you lose out on the money. But what's fair is to pay him the 240 you know what I mean so like pay what he paid and then it's my TV or vice versa you know what I mean like if there's a half at and half that that's just the fair thing to do honestly um, and uh, examples of financial boundaries I can't lend you my car since your name is not on the insurance boy have I had to tell people that many times I'd appreciate, <coughs> excuse me, if you get the car serviced after the road trip. Let's go over the credit card bill and divide who owes what. Me and my boyfriend did this the other day and he refused to pay on the credit cards. Even though the money goes towards the household, for food, for the cars, and for him. He does not want to help pay on the credit cards that help pay for our needs. Which really sucks. That's a personal thing. I'm sorry to tell my personal life but you know it's really annoying and frustrating but anyway um I guess he wants to pay for his own shit so fine let it be let's go over the uh we can't give one out more money to x let's find another way to help out so you know let's say my brother has been borrowing money uh, he, you know he's homeless and he's been borrowing money for hotel rooms like for a month and it's just draining me dry. Like, I can't afford his hotel rooms a month, you know? And let's say, you know, it's like, look, I, I'm drained. I have no more money. I can't give out any more money to X. Let's find another way to help out. Well, maybe some resources. He may not want to go to a homeless shelter, but he might have to. Because nobody can afford to keep him in a hotel anymore. Go to a homeless shelter. Get on your feet. There are programs within those homeless shelters that, you know, maybe could help you find a permanent household, you know, permanent housing. So maybe help them with resources to do that. That would be a way to help out. We should go over the details of the mortgage and decide who pays for what. So, you know, dividing the bills, things like that. Um, in my case, one person makes more than the other. And I'm not a, I'm a very generous person. I'm not stingy at all. Um, and I'm the type of person, if I make more bread, I'm going to pay for more bills. I'm going to put forth more of an effort to pay for more things. You know, 
because I want the other person who is not making as much as bread as me to be able to live for the month. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm living month to month. You know what I mean? I got to have something to live off of. I can't spend every penny I have plus some that I don't have to pay all the bills, you know, and go half and half. If you make more bread than me, you're going to pay more than me. That's just my thing. Um, because, you know what I mean, I'm, I have lower income and, you know what I mean, like, I can't, I mean, are you going to pay for my cigarettes? Are you going to pay for whatever I need? No. Well, then I'm going to take out a percentage out of my income and keep it for me to live off of. And whatever's left is going to go towards bills. If it doesn't meet up with half, I'm sorry. And if somebody just seriously has a problem with that, like, you can't pay half of it, whatever, then leave. You know what I'm saying? Don't be in a relationship. Um, I'd like to keep my personal account active and not have any salary credit credited in our joint account. That's fair. It's good, especially if you're not married. Even if you're playing marriage and living together and in a committed relationship, it's always good to have separate accounts. Even if you're married, it's good to have separate accounts. Have a joint account for bills, whatever, whatever, but then have a separate account <clears throat> for yourself keeps your individuality you know what I mean um next is intellectual boundaries um they're not limited to just physical monetary aspects uh if your political views couldn't be further apart a civil discussion about the same can quickly turn into heated argument um Avoid dodgy topics and that may, you know, which may cause distress. So, uh, examples of intellectual boundaries in a relationship, which do help na navigate the minefield of differences of opinions skillfully, because you're not going to agree with each other all the time, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's just not going to happen. I wonder, is anybody even watching this? I don't even know. I'm... I'm this is on my Instagram live. If you're on my Instagram, look up Anna Taylor Radio. Whoever's listening to this podcast or watching it. Um, so, intellectual boundaries. That's the right one, right? Yeah. So, it would be, I know we disagree on this topic, but it doesn't make it okay for you to belittle me. So, for example, let's get in politics. You got Republicans and you got Democrats. And they're always going at each other's throats. Well, Biden this and Trump that. And you're stupid if you believe this. And you're this and you're that. You know what I mean? It's like you can't go at each other's throats for beliefs or whatever. You know what I mean? Now, I don't care who you are. I don't care what political party you are majority of political party that is racist is on the Republican and right-wing conservative side. However, I don't agree with racism. Fuck you if you're racist. Fuck racism. I don't give a fuck. If you're racist, you fucking suck. Period. Okay? Anybody who discriminates against anybody, you fucking suck. Okay? Judge or criticize anybody, you fucking suck. Period. Now, besides that, just because you're Republican or just because you're Democrat, you know, does not give you the right to belittle or criticize anyone. Okay? You want them to understand your view. Don't shove it down anybody else's throat. You're not trying to change their view or change them. 
And is it possible you could change your view or change them? Yeah. But do it through trying to help them understand why you think the way you think. Like pro-choice and pro-life. You know? People who are pro-choice believe in abortion. They believe that it's okay to kill babies. Pro-life don't want to kill babies. You know? They don't want to murder them. Um, they want life. Uh, and there's more to it. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but, you know, you got to respect each other's views regardless if how heinous it is. Um, yes, we surely need to talk about this, but the dinner table isn't the best place for it. Which is true. Some people, that's where they have their conversations at, is the dinner table. Um, when I was in foster care, and me and my foster parents and my foster siblings would sit down at dinner, that's when we would have our conversations, because we were all together in one room. Fine, you know, other than that, we were all separated in different rooms, and different schools all day you know so like when we finally congregated came together that's when we had our conversations was at the dinner table but some people don't like talking at the dinner table because sometimes people think that eating is a sacred thing and it's a peaceful thing and they just want to eat their food in a peaceful manner so that's okay respect that let's agree to disagree oh boy do i say this all the fucking time between me and my boyfriend um my partner I'm always like, agree to disagree. He hates it. He hates hearing, agree to disagree, agree to disagree. Well, it's true. If we can't come to an agreement and it's going to cause an argument, agree to disagree. Respect my view and I respect yours, whether I think you're full of shit or whether you think I'm full of shit. It's that simple, you know? And last but not least, to each their own. And also, I'm going to add one that's not on here. It is what it is. Some people don't like hearing that either, but you know what? It is what it is, period. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got a blue pen, you got a red pen. The blue pen ain't gonna change red. The red pen ain't gonna change blue. They're gonna be a red pen and a blue pen. So it is what it is. It's a blue pen and a red pen, right? It is what you... I can't, I can't even know that. Um, but to each their own, you know? It's like, hey, whatever you want to believe is whatever you want to believe. And it's almost the same as saying, let's agree to disagree. Yeah. Next is emotional boundaries. Uh, everyone has a different way of dealing with their emotions. I know I am a very emotional creature. I actually have a disorder called BPD, borderline personality disorder, which a lot of us, a lot of people think we're monsters, but we're not, okay? Um, they think we're narcissists, and most of us are not narcissists. We just mirror narcissists sometimes which are coping skills and defense mechanisms either way not all bpds are the same um not all of us rage not all of us go cra crazy which we shouldn't even say crazy because we need to end the stigma of of that you know we're not crazy okay we may have issues but you know what some of us are very beautiful wonderful people i know i am and i don't mean that in in an egotistical way either i mean that in a self-love way because i had to realize that I am awesome. I am lovable. I am worthy of love. And I'm worthy, period. You know what I mean? I am worthy. I deserve love just like anybody else, even if I have BPD. So what? But either way, I'm a very highly emotional person. And it comes out with me being passionate. I can cry, laugh, rage, whatever, within like five minutes of each other. It's crazy. It, it, it's wow. It's just like, whoa. Um, sometimes I'm too much to handle with people. And that's okay. You know, if I'm too much, I'm too much. But, um, doesn't mean I don't deserve love. 
By the way, if you rant about your problems to your partner and they immediately take it upon themselves to fix all of them, there could be a mismatch. Maybe you just wanted to be heard instead of having it seem like you're incapable of dealing with your own problems. You know, I just want to be heard. I just want you to hear how my day went. You know what I mean? Like, I just, whatever. Like, this is how my day went. And, um, and then the other partner's like, can't you deal with this shit on your own? No, don't be like that. Be like, I'm so sorry. Not like it was your fault, but, you know, I, I'm sorry that you feel this way. Is there anything I can do to help you feel better? Do you need a hug? Um, are you hungry? Um, anything else you want to talk about, you know, and give them the time to talk, stuff like that. Just give them some space, you know, to, to express themselves. If you're upset and your partner act, reacts in the wrong way, healthy boundaries in your relationship will make sure that never happens again. Imagine this, you're swamped with work and your partner has started talking about issues they're facing, expecting you to listen regardless of how busy you are. It's kind of rude, right? Not a good time to talk. Being emotionally vulnerable in each other is an integral as integral aspect of any rom romantic relationship, which is why this is among the most crucial boundaries to set in a relationship. The notions of vulnerability can be very different for different people, and you need your partner to be a collaborator and not a challenge of your understanding of emotional intimacy and vulnerability. Clearly defined emotional boundaries can facilitate the right kind of collaboration. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you can, like, if you're busy and they're trying to dump all their problems or their day on you, you can just gently tell them this isn't the best time for you to discuss these things and let's set a healthy boundary on how we can deal with your emotions in this process. Maybe say... Can we talk about it? I'll give me about an hour to finish up what I need to finish up, and then we'll talk about it. That's fair, right? Examples of emotional boundaries. Here we go. My feelings being criticized make me want to shut down. That happens to me all the time, personally. I tell you what. I can share my feelings with you only when they're received with respect. Yeah, you can't put somebody down when they share their feelings. You know, it's like, it just makes things worse. You have to have respect. I really need to talk some things out right now. Are you in a place to listen? I'm sorry you're having a hard time, but I'm not in a place to listen right now. Again, can you give me an hour to finish what I'm doing and then we can talk about it? That's fair, right? Right. The conversation is making me uneasy. Can we revive it another time? So, here's an example. Uh, let's say voices are starting to be raised. And it starts to get intense. Or starts triggering someone. Or both of you. And it seems like it's going to turn into something. Like an argument. It is fair and respectable to ask. Can we stop the conversation right here because it's just getting too emotional or too intense for me? Can we pick it up another time? Choose another time or, you know, maybe tomorrow or in five minutes. Give me ten minutes to like, whoa, chill out and then think and process everything and then come back to the conversation. 
That's fair. That's a good boundary. All right, next boundary example or boundary is time boundaries. Um, since we've established it's healthy to have a life outside of your relationship, you won't be able to devote 100% of your time to your partner, which is true. Okay, you've got to have your own time and space. Um, time with friends, time out, time alone, time to work, whatever. You know, you can't, because it's unhealthy to be together 24-7. You know what I'm saying? I'm all about a ride and die. I am. But, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's just going to get too much. So, examples of time boundaries in a relationship would be, I can't accompany you to that event this weekend. I have plans with my friends. Do you have the time to talk? Let's plan weekly date nights. Turning the TV off after dinner will give us time to connect with each other. How do you feel about it? So, you kind of set these time limits, you know? Like, schedule it schedule the time together and that's okay that's okay to do all right next is expectation boundaries like in a new relationship boundaries on expectations need to be addressed as early as possible because having high expectations can can spell doom for your relationship boy do i know this one <laughs> especially if they're not mutual perhaps your partner is under the expectation that uh you're Yours is a casual relationship while you're expecting exclusivity. Um, so let's say, you know, we're talking and we start dating. And I'm taking it a little bit more serious than you are. I've expressed myself in saying I want a long-term relationship or a future marriage, whatever, whatever. You know, and I'm like, I'm really into this person. And, like, I really like them. <laughs> Excuse me. And, and we're just, you know... Like, I'm, I'm like, this is a serious relationship. But on the other hand, he's, you know, the guy's like, this isn't so serious. You know, and he's like talking to other girls and seeing other people. Well, I just, I'm, I'm just, we're just seeing each other. It's casual, right? I can see other people. No, 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 no. No, this is a committed relationship. And then he's like, says who? When? When do we agree upon this? You have to know, you got to be on the same page because... You might be in a committed relationship, but he won't, or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Um, examples of expectation boundaries would be, while I don't expect we'll never fight, I'd like us to resolve those, fight, those fights maturely, which is really hard to do, okay? I actually, we have a list of fair fighting rules on our fridge, and even though we have fair fighting rules on our fridge, we sometimes forget to read them or go over them or remember them because sometimes arguments can't escalate and especially if one or both people in the relationship has had past trauma it's hard to argue okay people get upset and emotional I get emotional and I kind of overexert myself and become overly passionate or whatever and I raise my voice and then he's like stop yelling and I'm like I'm not yelling I'm only raising my voice I'm being passionate about what I'm talking about because I'm trying to get the point across you know what I mean and sometimes I need to take it down a notch and, you know, <laughs> but sometimes they can get out of hand and you start calling each other names or belittling each other or you're stupid, you're a fucking asshole, you're this, you're that. I do it. 
But see, here's the thing. The reason why I do it is, like, if you're going to act like a piece of shit, I'm going to call you a piece of shit. If you're going to act like a child, I'm going to treat you like a child. If you're going to act like a disrespectful, low-life fuck, I'm going to treat you like a disrespectful, low-life fuck. You know what I'm saying? But it's not right for me to name-call. It's really not. Um, if they're being disrespectful, I can't control their behavior, but I can control mine. Okay? It doesn't mean I have to stoop to their level and become disrespectful, too, and call them names. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to stoop to their level. I expect my partner to be loyal and honest. That's fair. Um, that's a good expectation. Um, because why not be loyal and honest? If you're not going to be loyal and honest, why the fuck are you in a relationship in the first goddamn place? Seriously? You don't play somebody is what you're doing. You're manipulative and you're trying to play someone. Don't do that. Don't. See, those are pieces of shit, people. Don't do it. It's abusive, too. Okay? Don't, don't be abusive. Okay. Next. We will both make some mistakes along the way, and that's okay. Because it is okay. Why? Because we're imperfect humans. We are not perfect. We mess up sometimes. Okay? Um... Some things, in my opinion, are just unacceptable, like cheating, like paying more attention and uh, uh, showing more attraction towards other women. No. You ain't going to act like you single and in a relationship with me, honey. You know what I'm saying? Like, hell no. You are going to be in this relationship and you're going to be committed to me. I am the woman of this relationship, not anyone else. Not somebody in porn, not somebody on TV, not somebody at work, not somebody you walk by. No. You ain't going to pay attention and be looking and checking them out and not me. Uh-uh. Ain't going to work like that. Nope. Nope. And that's not being possessive either. That's being respectful and committed to your partner because it's what's fair. I ain't out looking for dick. I ain't out looking at other fucking men. I'm not fucking checking anybody out or watching porn or, or dick on TV. You know what I mean? I don't expect you to be doing the same thing with women. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I show you attention. Like, I expect you to show me the same and, and respect the same. What are your expectations from this relationship? Now, this is important. This question should be right in the beginning of the relationship. What are your expectations? What do you want to get out of this? Because if you set a high bar for someone to meet, which is nearly impossible for them to meet, the relationship's going to go to shit, man. It's going to go to shit. Because they're not going to meet what expectations you have, okay? When you have to understand this is just an average human being, okay? And if they don't meet what your standard is, you're not going to be happy. But if you lower your bar a little bit, because you know what? You ain't perfect either. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying to overlook red flags, but you can overlook some faults. Some faults, okay? It's like, sometimes a partner will be busy pointing out the other partner's faults. Meanwhile, that partner's overlooking their faults. It's like, well, you drink beer, and I don't like it, and blah, 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 blah. Right? But the person that's bitching about the other person drinking beer is, let's say, on drugs. We'll get serious about it. Drug addict. Well, you're a drug addict, and I drink beer. So what? We both have, you know, we both have a habit that's unhealthy. 
um, maybe we should work on it together and, and, and quitting, you know, do this as a team instead of criticizing each other and putting each other down or setting ex high expectations. Like I'm going to be a drug addict, but you're not allowed to be a drug addict and you're not allowed to be an alcoholic. You're not allowed to drink or do anything or, um, or I drink beer, but you're not allowed to drink beer and you're not allowed to, you know, no, but that's controlling people, honestly. Um, how often should we meet and communicate with each other? If you live together, usually you're going to see each other on a daily basis. So maybe set aside a time that maybe like 30 minutes before bedtime, talk about your day, go over your day, how you feel, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Or maybe an hour, however long you need before bed, just get it all out before bed and make sure if you love each other, tell each other that you love each other because love is all we need. Love makes the world go around and yeah. Mutual respect in a relationship is non-negotiable for me. That's good. Because both people need mutual respect. I'm not going to respect you and make an effort to respect you and then you not respect me. That's not fair. That's not fair. Okay? I deserve respect just like you do. Okay? Don't think that I'm going to be putting all the effort in and you don't put shit in. That's not right. It's not fair. It's disrespectful. Okay. Let's see. Scrolling down. So, moving on. Um, some key factors in making boundaries and in a relationship. I put number one is respect. You have to have to respect each other period this bullshit of respect is earned yeah yeah in a way okay in a way but there is a baseline of respect okay it's like basically put a a, a, a boundary or a bar of respect now if they hurt you or disrespect you or whatever the case you know, maybe lower that bar a little bit. Or the more they respect you, the more they love you, the more they treat you good, the more you feel loved, whatever, raise that bar. And, and it just keeps going up. The more they respect you, the more you respect them. And it's basically meet them with the same energy they meet you. They disrespect you. Well, guess what? Lower that bar on the respect aspect. You're not going to respect me. Then you know what? Your respect bar goes down. You respect me, it's going to go up. Okay? You have to respect each other because if you don't, it's going to fuck up the relationship. And that's with friends, family, intimate partners. It don't matter who they are. The next one is love them for who they are. Give the space they need. Okay? Um, like I said, we are imperfect human beings. And like with me, I have BPD. But I am still worthy of love. I deserve love. I deserve... I am worthy... I'm deserving and have every right to have love and respect from a, a wonderful man. Okay? I have every right. I have BPD. I have mental issues. Yeah. But you know what? I'm the one that had to suffer traumas to get to that point. And I'm the one suffering with it. Not you. Okay? Not you. You might feel the effects of it. But I have to live with it. Not you. Don't act like you're the victim here. Because I have BPD, you know, and 
you need to love me for like I I tell my partner all the time and he doesn't get this he still doesn't understand he's like he said he says you say there's nothing wrong with you or you say that you're mentally ill or you're this or that but there's nothing wrong with you no I might have issues and mental issues and traumas and depression and whatever I'm emotional I'm hard to deal with sometimes I get upset whatever it might be annoying whatever you know what I mean? I, uh, you know, but if I get upset, just give me a fucking hug. I mean, what's the big deal? Don't just let me sit there and cry. Love me. Support me. Hold me. You know what I'm saying? But either way, it's not really hard to do. You know? But either way, you know, whether I'm hard to deal with or not, um, I need to be loved for who I am. There's nothing wrong with me. With who I am. I may have mental issues. I may forget things I have short-term memory loss from trauma um, I have no sense of time because of trauma I had a nervous breakdown that really messed up my head um, right here is the pituitary gland and somewhere in here uh, with BPD the gland in your brain that regulates emotion is actually broken we cannot regulate emotions period we can't we cannot control our emotions whatsoever and we go from like this emotion to that emotion to this emotion to that emotion within like a minute or two or three or five, you know, and it's just like one emotion after another, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster. And then not only that, when you have an emotion, like a normal person is, is upset and crying times that by a hundred and that's a BPD, you're upset and you're angry times that by a hundred and we're raging fucking we'll burn a fucking goddamn world down <laughs> like we'll we'll burn your face off even <laughs> like we rage so hard i mean our anger like times that by a hundred if we're happy times it by a hundred whatever <laughs> the 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 where the bar is for normal people and emotions times that by a hundred and that's a bpd person we feel so much and sometimes we feel so much we shut down and become numb and let me tell you, feeling numb and feeling everything at the same time is the weirdest shit in the world. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with me. You want to know why? You know, you know why there's nothing wrong with me? I may have issues. I may be hard to deal with sometimes. I may be emotional. Get upset. I might even make assumptions because, you know, I didn't closure on something or don't understand something. But guess what? I'm resilient. I'm a survivor. I'm compassionate. I'm understanding. I'm non-judgmental. I'm loving, caring, thoughtful. I'm an artist. I'm talented. I help people. I'll give the shirt off my back. I'm generous. I'm not stingy. I'm, I'm very generous. When I have things, I'll give it. So there are a lot of good aspects about me. I'm a good friend. I'm a good daughter. I'm a good mother. I'm a good sister. I'm a good companion. I really am. Okay? So there's nothing wrong with me, with who I am. I might have issues yes there's nothing wrong with me and that's that goes for anybody else you may not be perfect but there ain't nothing wrong with you man you got some good attributes too you deserve love just like anybody else too you just you're worthy just like anybody else okay um some examples of uh basically bad boundaries would be texting too too much or too often guilty I've done it and I've been practicing 
not doing it. Um, I still do it from time to time, but I've been practicing chilling out on the texting and stuff because especially with my partner and we argue and get upset and he becomes unresponsive or ignores me, which is rude and disrespectful. He shouldn't do that. But it upsets me and it hurts me and it throws me in this whirlwind of all these thoughts in my head and, and, and I got to get them out. And the only way I can get them out is by texting, you know, that's the way I communicate. And I'll send these long text messages. My best friend, Dustin Diamond, he played Screech on Saved by the Bell in the 90s. If you guys remember Screech, may he rest his soul. R.I.P. Dustin, I love you. I miss you. But he used to complain about my text messages. <laughs> I used to send really long text messages. And he's like, girl, you type too much. And I'm just like, sorry. But I've been practicing that. But, you know, you can't do that. It's just, it's too much. You know what I mean? It's like almost reading a fucking book for some people. Some people just don't like to read. You know what I'm saying? Um, another thing is money. Uh, you know, we've already discussed money. Like, people who borrow money and don't pay back. Or, you know, you gotta decide who owns what or is taking what when you leave. You know, what's the fair thing to do is to pay your half to the other person. That way it's yours. Or whatever. Um, and the amount of time spent together, you do not want to be together 24-7. Because eventually you will get sick of each other, or one of you will get sick of the other. And then they become avoidant, and start pushing you away, start getting annoyed, and they just had enough of you. Um, <clears throat> another one is sex. Um, you know, what constitutes a breach of trust? So, like, you might be monogamous. Well, your partner might be polyamorous, or vice versa. You know, uh, you got to know what's up in the beginning because otherwise, like expectations, <laughs> you got to know what's up, be on the same page. Um, what constitutes a breach of trust? Like, for it, for instance, and I'm just gonna get personal with me and my partner. I'm not trying to put our our laundry out there, but let me get a drink of water. Hold on. Um. I have an issue with porn. Actually, no, I don't have an issue porn with porn. The thing is, I don't have a problem with porn. I have a problem with my man going behind my back, okay, being sneaky, and spending more time paying attention to other women, whether it be on TV, whether it be in porn, whether it be in movies, whether it be in anime, whether it be in person. I don't give a fuck who the fuck, where the fuck, who she is, what she is, where she's from, what she's on. You're not going to show more attention to other women than me. Period. You're not going to keep taking care of yourself sexually and then neglect our intimacy in sex life. That's just a no for me. That's a, that's a deal breaker for me. That's a boundary. You know? And I have this, we have this thing in, in my home which my partner likes to break and, and overstep his, my boundaries with all the time still. Which makes me angry and... I'm really fed up with it, honestly. This is just a personal note. Um, he obviously doesn't give a flying fuck about my boundary or respect my boundaries. He doesn't give a shit, and it, and it sucks. Um, but, you know, I told him, I said, from now on, PG-rated stuff only. It's as if a kid was in the room. If a kid was in, if my kids were in that room and you're watching that shit on TV, you're going to be in a world of hurt. It has to be child relatable like you won't, you won't act like a child you won't be treated like a child you know what I'm saying like 
PG, PG-13. That's it. Other than that, it's not welcome in this home. Because if it has a risk of nudity or titties being hung out or whatever the case may be, nah, uh-uh, ain't gonna be on my TV in my living room in my home. I don't give a fuck. It hurts me. And it makes me feel like I have to compare myself to them or compete. You know? Because I swear to God, some titties show up on the TV, his face, I swear to God, he's like, <sighs> like a fucking panting dog. And it pisses me off because he don't fucking do that when he sees my titties. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes me angry. So my boundary is you ain't gonna watch that shit. But guess what? He does it anyway. Because he's a fucking jerk sometimes. So, um... Boundaries that don't work are pretty much anything that is controlling or limiting a person's options. So, like, don't set boundaries to control people. For instance, with the porn thing, with watching titties on TV or women or sex or people making out, whatever. You know, I said none of that anymore. None of that. Because I'm not dealing with it, you know. You're not going to show more attention to that shit. If we don't have a sex life, you have no business watching other people have sex and make out on TV. Sorry, you know. He thinks that I'm doing that and making that boundary to control what he watches. No. No, no, no. Not even close. No. I made that boundary because he hurt me and have hurt my feelings over and over and over again. And I have gotten so angry and have screamed and just went off ballistic because he keeps fucking doing it. Now, what I need to do, obviously, I know what I need to do in this relationship. I'm not trying to air my dirty laundry out, but either way, people out there with partners like that, they don't need to be with you. They're, if they're going to be disrespectful like that, get them the fuck out of your goddamn life. Seriously, you'd be better off. And I need to take my own advice. I know that. Anyway. Time. Um, the way they act and dress. So, like, controlling would be... Uh, or limiting a person's options. I get a sneeze. Oh, my God. Hold on. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... So, limiting or controlling a person's time. You know, like, you're going to be with me 24-7. You're not going out with your friends. You're not going to your families. You're going to be with me and stay home with me all the time. You know, and, and a lot of narcissists actually do this. They uh, help you or make you be, become isolated. Um, they take you away from your friends, your family, your people, and yourself. And you have to spend all the time in the world with them that's controlling and it's disrespectful and it's limiting a person's options um the way they act you know let's say they're upbeat and they're hyper and they're you know and they talk like you know and you criticize them and put them down like whoa dude you need to like chill out or i don't like how you're so hyper you know you're trying to change their personality and who they are and the way they act you can't do that let's take